Welcome to the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and strategies to help your child sleep. We're here to teach you how to help your child get the sleep they need and experience more rest, peace, and joy in parenting. I'm your host, Jesse Martin, and I hope you enjoy the show. with a lot of tired parents and we know how incredibly hard it is to wear all of the hats that you wear and show up when you are so so sleep deprived one of the first questions we get asked though and one of the main things we talk about during our discovery calls with potential clients is how much crying is going to happen during sleep training it's the thing that causes the most anxiety when it comes to sleep training and i wanted to talk about that today and share what you can expect as far as crying when you work with stacy and i The first thing I want to make sure and go over is what sleep training actually is. Sleep training is kind of a buzzword if you haven't noticed, and there are a lot of misconceptions. The goal of sleep training, regardless of what method you use, is to help your child learn to fall asleep and transition through sleep cycles unassisted. I'm not going to get into a bunch of sciencey stuff in this episode, but essentially every person, baby or adult, has a mini awakening each time they transition through sleep cycles. And we transition through sleep cycles multiple times each night. When a baby doesn't know how to transition smoothly between those sleep cycles, they often wake up crying, scared, and disoriented. The goal of sleep training is to help them transition through those sleep cycles without waking up scared and confused. The goal is to have them peacefully transition and know that they are safe and secure right where they are. So when it comes to sleep training, there are a ton of different philosophies out there. You can think of them as kind of being on a spectrum. So they range from super strict, tons of crying and very little parent intervention. That would be called extinction or cry it out, which is probably what you're more familiar with. All the way to the other end of the spectrum, which would be super, super gentle, no cry sleep solutions. You may be familiar with some of the different methods, such as pick up, put down, Ferber, the chair method, no cry sleep solutions, extinction. All of those are sleep methods, sleep training methods that um, are out there. So like I said, cry it out or extinction has tons of crying involved and very little parent intervention, but it is a very quick. Families see very quick results from that. On the way other end of that spectrum is no cry sleep solutions or gentle sleep training methods. And that is where you make super, super tiny tweaks spread out over a very long period of time. So it takes a long time to see any results. And to be very honest, there's almost always still crying. It's just spread out over a long period of time. At the goodnight house, we fall somewhere in the middle of the sleep training spectrum. So we do not use extinction or cry it out, but we also do not claim to be no cry sleep training sleep trainers. This is how I kind of like to explain it to parents. So no one likes change. When change happens in my own life, you can often find me protesting by using my words or even this last year, we have had a ton of change happen in our family, in our situation, where we're living, all of that. And at any given time, you could have seen me crying about that because it was very stressful to me. I felt upset. Um, That was a way that I was expressing how I was feeling. I was crying. And so no parent, of course, wants to see their baby or their child cry. But at the Goodnight House, we believe that God has given our babies the ability to cry as a form of communication. They don't have words yet. They can't 
tell us how they're feeling or express that through their words. So they cry. And it is okay and good for our kids to have the space to express how they feel while we support them through those changes. Learning new sleep habits is a really big change for babies and kids. We are introducing a whole new way of sleep to them that they're not used to, and it can be frustrating for them. I like to remind parents to think about how tired you are as mom and dad. You are up with your child all night and you are exhausted. And so think about how bad you feel and then think about your baby or your child. They are just as tired as you are. They are up just as much as you are. They just don't know any other way of life. They have no idea how good they will feel once they start actually getting the sleep that they need. Every baby and child is going to be different and respond to change differently, so there's really no way for us to be able to tell you exactly how much your child will cry during the process. We can only be upfront with you and tell you that there will most likely be some tears because that is how babies and children communicate. We do have a lot of strategies that we implement before we ever try to tackle their nighttime sleep that significantly decreases the amount of crying, and I'll get into that in a minute. Our goal is to equip you to know how to support your child during these changes so while there may be some crying, they aren't left to themselves with no support. I'm going to explain what things look like for different ages and what our approach is for the different ages so you can kind of take that and apply it to your own family and kind of get a better idea of what sleep training with us kind of looks like. When it comes to newborns, so 0 to 12 week olds, Our approach is to help establish healthy sleep habits, no crying involved, (laughs) from day one. We focus on things we can do to set them up for success, like their daytime routine, their bedtime routines, their sleep environment, and developmentally appropriate things you can do that specifically help newborns sleep better, just as an example, like swaddling them. We give you tons of small things you can start implementing that make a huge impact on their sleep. If you start it with our newborn class, you don't typically have to do formal sleep training later on, and if you are experiencing sleep issues later down the road, they're usually much, much easier to solve because your baby has a solid sleep foundation already. Between three and five months, babies go through some changes in their sleep cycles, and it's commonly called the four-month sleep regression, so you've probably heard of that. Regression is kind of a bad word for it, though, because really, they're just growing and developing. It's not, it's not bad. Like, regression makes you think they're, something bad is happening, and it's not. They're, truly, it's just what their body is supposed to do, and their sleep is supposed to do, and they're grow, growing and developing. This milestone marks the end of newborn sleep. This episode of the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast is sponsored by our free schedule generator that allows you to find your child's perfect daily schedule. All you have to do is answer a few short questions about your child, and we will send you their perfect daily schedule as a printable PDF. Head to the show notes for this episode to find the link to our free schedule generator. For all age groups, we take a holistic approach, meaning we look at the whole child and the entire family. For babies and children who are out of the newborn sleep stage, we have you fill out this big questionnaire that has you answer questions all about your baby's days and nights, their schedule, their personalities, your family dynamics, their nutrition, all of this stuff. And it gives us a big picture view of what's going on with their sleep 
day and night and it allows us to set them up for the best possible success at night. We call this our phase one or our prep work. There is no crying involved and we are not addressing nighttime sleep at this point. We focus on their daytime schedule, their sleep, their environment, their sleep routines, their nutrition, and we have you begin keeping a sleep log. We customize this phase one depending on your child, their age, and their specific needs. And this prep work helps reduce crying significantly. It sets them up, it eases them into the process, and it really, really helps reduce crying that happens during what we call our phase two. We then move to phase two, which is where we begin tackling nighttime sleep. For older babies and children over four months old, we either use a method where we have you stay in the room during phase two of sleep training, or depending on your comfort level, you may decide that you want to do time checks where you check on your child at specific intervals to reassure, comfort, and support them. When it comes to older babies and preschool age children, we focus a lot of our attention on their daytime and parent-child communication. We spend a lot of time giving mom and dad strategies that end up making phase two much, much easier for both the child and parents. Once we get to that phase two, we use either a stay in the room method or time checks, just like I described a second ago. Phase two is where parents can usually expect to have some crying, but again, because every child responds to change differently, the amount of crying is going to be different from child to child. The thing we love so much is that because of all of the prep work that we do leading up to phase two, we do see a significant decrease in the amount of crying that would otherwise happen. And I know you probably want a more specific answer to the crying question, like what exactly you can expect from the very first night. So I'm going to give you what we see on average. On average, we see the children we work with typically take 30 to 60 minutes to fall asleep on that first night with our parent present methods. But again, that's on average. Of course, we've seen exceptions of babies and kids falling asleep within the first 10 minutes to kiddos who have taken a little bit longer than the 60 minutes to fall asleep on that first night. The big takeaway is that sleep training should not take weeks and weeks on end. And I say that to encourage you because it really shouldn't. When sleep training is done appropriately, you should be seeing definite results within just a few nights and a light at the end of the tunnel by night three. By that third night, you should be seeing less crying and less nighttime wake-ups. We work very, very closely with you and help equip you to support your child and help them feel loved and nurtured throughout the entire process. You will never hear us say, leave your child to cry for hours on end. You will never hear that come out of our mouths. We want you to feel comfortable and we want you to be responsive. We want your child to know that you are there and being responsive and that they are loved and safe and taken care of through the entire process. At the beginning of phase one, we set you up with Voxer, which is a voice messaging and texting app so that we can literally walk through the entire process with you. So during all of that prep stage, you can be texting with us or sending us voice messages kind of just like this. (laughs) I just, I literally just record a message and can send it to you anytime and vice versa. And then during phase two, There are options to even text with us during that first part of the night where it typically is the roughest. And so you can literally shoot us a text or a voice message, send us videos, whatever you need. We are there walking through the entire thing with you, supporting you through that. 
One quick example I like to give parents is about taking your child to the doctor. And so this is an example I give to help kind of explain crying and put it in a little bit of a different light, um, maybe to help you think a little bit differently than you ever have before about it. So when you take your sick child to the doctor and they need to give them medicine or a shot or, you know, just something unpleasant is happening at the doctor's office. If your child started crying, you probably wouldn't stop your doctor and say, you know what, it really seems like little Johnny doesn't want this shot. I think we're going to go ahead and skip it. No way. (laughs) Like you as the parents know that you have your child's absolute best interest at heart. You love your child and you want what's best for them. You want them to heal from their sickness and be able to continue thriving and growing. We ask our kids to do things every single day for their well-being that they often don't understand or agree with because they're tiny little humans who can't see the entire picture. But because we love them and we know what's best for them, we do what we need to do even if it means that there are some tears. And we support them and love them through those things. Sleep is no different. I try to always remind parents that you are not doing this to your child. You're doing it for your child because you love them and you know that they need sleep to grow and learn and thrive. We want parents to know what they can expect from working with us and we want to give you realistic expectations as to what our approach to sleep and crying is. We know we won't be for everyone. We are a service and we know that not every family is going to find a need for what we do. There are families who love that time in the middle of the night with their children. They love that their kids come to sleep with them every night or maybe they have a lifestyle that allows for them to get less sleep because they can have help during other times of the day, things like that. But we also know that there are families who are at the end of their rope. Husbands and wives whose marriages are suffering because they are so, so sleep deprived. Moms who are suffering from depression because they aren't getting the sleep that they need and who can't show up for their families the way they want and need to. We know that there are spouses who are tired of sleeping in separate rooms and there are parents who are just heartbroken as they watch how the lack of sleep is affecting their baby, toddler, or their child. We are here for those families, and if you are one of them, we would be honored to come alongside you and help your family find sleep again. You can go to our website, thegoodnighthouse.com, and sign up today or reach out to us with any questions you may have. You can always schedule a discovery call with us, which is just a free 15-minute call where you can share what's going on. We can share more about our approach to sleep or answer any questions you might have, and then we can direct you to which package would be best for you and your family. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to record a question for us to answer on the podcast, head to thegoodnighthouse.com forward slash podcast. If you want more sleep resources, head to thegoodnighthouse.com for show notes, free resources, and our courses or one-on-one personalized sleep services. If you enjoyed today's episode and you think others might too, would you consider taking a screenshot and sharing it to social media? If you really love the podcast, would you take a minute to leave a review? You can do this right on the Apple Podcast app or on your computer in iTunes. If you don't know how, head to the show notes for a link that will show you what to do. Reviews allow podcasts to be found by others and is the number one way you can support the Goodnight House Sleep Podcast. 